welcome to The Way of Godly Men, where our aim is to help men think deeply about masculinity, life, and culture from a Christian perspective. Welcome to another episode of The Way of Godly Men with your host, Alex the Rebel. And as always, I have my good friend and pastor, Pastor Joe. Say hi. Hi, Alex. How are you today? I'm doing great, thank God. And as always, from now on, hopefully, <laughs> we have my good friend Peter working on the sound, having these mics sound terrific. So say hi, Peter. How's it going, guys? You're a great producer. Great producer. And thank you. And, and, Appreciate and, that. And a good worship leader. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And guitarist. Words, and all words are not my love language. So. This is awesome. <laughs> what are you, a gift guy? What are gifts you? and acts of service is actually my first, my main one, but uh, then it's gifts. Okay. Makes sense. Here, uh, let me see. We'll have the service. Here, you can have a pin. There you go. Really? Act- yeah, there you go. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Okay. I'll keep this, though. Okay. You're giving it to me. <laughs> I'll need that. Thank so, you. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about, um, again, like I mentioned, you know, we're going to talk about different aspects of topics, right? So, but today we're going to be talking about fatherhood and different aspects of it, but um, so to you know we want to grow so and i'm a young father kind of i have young kids you I'm, have young i'm not kids. that young not yeah young i'm not that young now i'm like man but um so just before i ask you you know i have two boys i have noah augustine camacho he is nine will be 10 in january and then i have a three-year-old jonah luther camacho i mean you guys know what camp i'm on huh apparently but um <laughs> and he'll be four in november so I have two boys, very happy, so very functioning boys. So you're a Lutheran? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. He was a, a Augustinian monk. Right? You're a Roman Catholic yeah. and a Lutheran. Yeah, you know all the, all those good things, you know. Yeah. But um, so, um, Pastor Joe, how many kids do you have, and what are their names and ages? Oh, I don't know. I forget their names. Okay, I know. I could. I could. I I could excuse the ages, but names. Come on. All right, I got. I got I got six kids. The eldest will turn twenty four in about a month and a half. Oh, no, I'm sorry, she'll turn twenty five. Mm-hmm. Her name is Lindsay. The second is Justin. He's going to turn twenty two in about two months. Mm-hmm. The third is Michael. He's nineteen and a half, or he'll turn twenty in October. Then the fourth is Matthew. He just turned two weeks ago, eighteen years old. Man, yeah. And then there's Hannah, mm-hmm. a fifteen-year-old, just turned fifteen. And then Caleb just turned in the last month or a month and a half, thirteen years old. So you have six kids. So you really were trying to build a baseball team. You loved it that much. You're like, you know what? If nobody's gonna put me on a team, I'm gonna make my own. Pre- pretty much. <laughs> and I started. When I was almost 36. There you go. I mean, that's a great time to start. I, 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 You're I, I, young and vibrant, and that's your peak time, Pastor. Once we started, we just right? couldn't, we just could not. What do you, you mean? You couldn't stop. <laughs> no, I was telling Alex. <laughs> so, all right. So, you have six kids. I have two. So, fatherhood, right? Like, being a dad is so important. It's, it's, it's a blessing that God has uh, given us, right? Um, 
So you don't know my kids, then do you? Well, I mean, I met them, I hang out with them, but I don't have to live with them, you know. You so, know, it is a blessing. No, yeah, the great, great, great kids. Um, it's the second greatest blessing of this is. earthly journey. So, I wanted to the, the direction I wanted to talk because you kind of hinted at it at, at an earlier episode, but I was like, you know what? I want to dig into this topic because I think it is. Just in regular culture and Christian culture, it's just rampant, okay? So I want to read a quote, hmm. okay? A very good quote by a person I think you might know. It was a, a quote from a book called A Life Redeemed, My Spiritual Journey. Oh, uh-oh. I think it's from... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's right. It's you. That's your book. So I'm going to read a quote from your book, and I want... Just you, I did not know this guy. Just no, so you know, I'm totally... Is, I'm all yep, I'm surprised I, here Completely the surprised, too. yes. Yes. And this was my wife's idea, giving her credit. She was like, read it cool. And this, because she, as soon as I told her I was going to talk about, you know, this topic, she was like, you got to get this cool. All right. So this is from your book. It says, but as her, oh, sorry, that's not the quote. After 18 years of being parents, my wife and I felt overcome with joy and gratitude to our Savior. When her eldest child said during her high school graduation speak, Mom and Dad, thank you for not putting me or my siblings before your marriage. We are better for it. And I remember hearing those words. I was there. Yeah. And so that is such a huge and just a pretty controversial point. I literally know people. That's controversial? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know people that I've seen, you know, through online debate. Like when you say, "Oh, my wife is my the first, like she's first, and then my children is Christ, wife, children," and people get very upset because they think children, you know, hey, my wife's an adult, my husband's an adult, the children need me, right? So why is that's so important to understand the order and understand the priority because it's not that we don't care. It's not like we don't care. We love our children, but there is a certain way that God designed our, the family because when we do it God's way, there's a difference and, and you see the flow and the blessing. And like Lindsay said in this quote, they are better for it yeah i think i think many people ruin their children mm -hmm. they ruin their children by making their children the center of the universe making the children the center of the house once the children come in and they you know that the, they dictate how the house runs mm -hmm. that's not good for the mom and the dad the husband and the wife and it's not good for the children ultimately people mm -hmm. think they're loving their children often and they're not the best thing that one can give to their children is a loving husband to his wife. Mm -hmm. Romantically, romantically, mm -hmm. romantically mm -hmm. as a husband and a wife respecting uh, her husband. That's the best thing you can give. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I'm not sure where we go from here, but I, but I mean, I... I grew up in a house. My, my parents always ne never divorced, and and uh, we had a nice, loving home. And 
all that. But this has to, this is a generational thing somewhat here, I think. Mm-hmm. I, at least I think. But I never watched, saw my dad kiss my mom except maybe a peck on the mouth because it was their anniversary. Now, <laughs> well, they must have been maybe. doing all kinds of other stuff because I'm one of seven kids. There you go. <laughs> but, but so... You know, and there's good things I, you know, I get from my dad, good things I get from my mom, and, and then there's other things I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, long before I got married, when I became a Christian, I would think about these things. For 10 years, I was a Christian before I married. Contemplate, God, do you have a wife for me? But there's things that I knew, boom, I'm going this, I'm going to go the opposite route here. Yeah. I, I'm going to, to just embarrass my children in the home yeah. about how much I love their mother. And, and not just love her as a cook and all that, but she, she's my girlfriend. She's yeah. the, the romance of my life. Right. This is, I, I want that to be modeled before them. So I mean, so if you, so you ask, if you, if you replace woman, your children is first and foremost to the neglect of your husband, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. You're neglecting your marriage, right. and you're neglecting. Uh, your romance, you're neglecting that other really important thing called sex. Right. Uh, And when you're doing that, over time, the further it goes, the harder it's going to get to come back. But not only that, the more that happens, the more tension is going to be in the marriage. The more tension there is in the marriage, the more tension your children are watching in that marriage. Okay, uh, and and children need security. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing they need is security. Mm. In their in their in, in in their mother and their father, mm. and they need a mom and right. they need a dad. We know what happens in general when kids are raised without fathers. Okay, that's a whole other issue. Mm-hmm. But th- they need that. So why would you take from the children what they what what is in my opinion will be one of the most important aspects of their up being raised in a Christian home that n- nothing more important than, than mom and dad, how he treated her, how he loved her, how he served her, mm-hmm. how he was infatuated and just thought she was sexy, yeah. how she respected her husband. Why would you want to steal that from your children? Yeah. So don't let the children steal that aspect which they need from you, right? For them. Right, because they they need uh, you know their children. So they're they're what they're perceiving and what they're getting from you is shaping their view of what marriage is. Much more is caught, yeah, than taught. So that's the thing. It's like it's so important because if you if you're neglecting an act, uh, a certain aspect, they they would have to maybe make a lot of mistakes and maybe not even get there. Because this is the way my dad was. This is the way my mom was. Right? And then they, they start putting that on their spouse. I I, I see it. It's like, for instance, uh, a little thing, you know, my mom, I'm Puerto Rican, my wife's Mexican. And one of the things that I miss most about my mom, and of course, I'm, I love my mom and she's great. She's still alive, by the way. She's still alive. But <laughs> one of, I live in California. She's in Florida. That's what it is, guys. But her cooking, right, was one of the most things that... My mom, the way my mom cooked Puerto Rican food. So my wife, because she loves me, right? She learned how to do this. Because she, she saw how I, when I, we would go to Florida, I'm just like, 
If you if anybody knows me, I am the guy that I'm gonna make one plate of food and that's all I'm gonna eat. But if you put donuts, then that's in trouble. But that's not. But when it comes to Puerto Rican food, I get second and third plate. That's the only really the only one that I keep. Give me more. Give me more. Give me another serving. And my wife, because she saw that, she learned how to cook my favorite Puerto Rican meal. And she makes it amazing. And I'm like, you see, like, she made it a point. And now, like, I and then my son now, he's like, oh, I love Puerto Rican rice, right? So I'm just saying, like... I, I just feel so bad that we've wasted a wonderful <laughs> Mexican woman <laughs> when you could have had just Mexican food after Mexican Okay, I food. have that, too, but she's just multi-talented, Pastor. Okay. But, you know, that showed my son, right? Like, that that's showing them something. It's like, hey, mom loved dad that... She oh, knows yeah. his, his, one of his favorite meals is Puerto Rican. It, it's just something simple. But she does it with loving heart. And she sees... I get so excited when she's making. I'm like, yes. Because I do get excited, Pastor Joel. And I like you. I use the word excited. And I am excited. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and I shout it out to the skies. But to to... To to get to that point, what you're saying is it's so important because they're seeing what they're gonna perceive what a model of a, a of a marriage is until they get older and they're like, whoa, my parents were jacked up like their marriage was jacked. Or if we talk like we've been talking, we work on it, we love, we serve, we respect. They're gonna be like, wow, that's the kind of marriage I want. Right. And of course, like you said, everybody's broken. We're centered. There's not going to be everything that we take. But when you have a healthy, loving Christian marriage where the husband loves their wives and the wife respect their husband, it benefits so much to the child. Their upbringing, their, their theology, everything flows because un- there's a consistency from Bible to life. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, look, just talking about life experience. You know, I would say to the husband, uh, I'm assuming this is true for most. Did you did you fall in love with your wife? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, okay. Did you did, did you love her? You you love her romantically. You love her sexually. Okay, wife. Did you fall in love with your husband? Okay, there's something. Okay. It's, it's answers yes, and mm-hmm. we walked down an aisle, and it was so wonderful. And mm-hmm. in those that first year of marriage or second year of marriage, why would you ever want to lose that mm-hmm. and start to think now she is my, she's my slave, mm-hmm. who washes the dishes and cleans the house or does this or that and takes care of the kids, and then she might actually even work outside of the home, mm-hmm. depending. Or to him, no, he's my everything, but then not anymore now because I got little Joey, yeah, you know, and little Sally. And the other, mm-hmm. what happened to that affection and your care and your respect for that man? Why, why would you want to lose that? And I know life's hard. Trust me, life yeah. is hard. This is this is why it's a topic. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an old saying that, you know, that that which causes children to come often gets destroyed by the children that came. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, and 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 be, because sex. Is not just in the bedroom, it, 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 particularly the dynamic of a man and a, a woman. For, I mean, it's the whole marriage thing. Mm-hmm. So, I would just. I mean, I had a wrestle. You talked about parents. You know what? I had a model from my dad, 
And I talked in a previous episode or two from before this, when we were on marriage, about my wife and, and I, when we had, our third child was in my wife's belly and she was crying. And, and I realized in so many aspects, I became like my dad. Mm. My, my dad's a really nice guy. But he wasn't a romantic guy, and he didn't know how to serve and his wife in ways that would have been even more of a blessing to her. I mean, right. he went to work and brought home the, the money. Yeah. Other than that, then just be served. Yeah. And that's an easy thing to fall into. And that that was part of it mm. when Ephesians 5 and, right. the, and the work of the Spirit in me. It was like, wow, that was like, that was modeled to me, I guess. And it was... Right. So, so yeah, one of the things that, um, one of the greatest advice I got from you, I remember. Oh, I can't wait to hear. What yeah, was it? I remember that we we we. I remember. So we came to church. It was uh, February 2011, and Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, Super Bowl Sunday, and we had. It was just me, and my wife. We had no child, right? And I remember, like a week or two later, you you telling us like, "Hey, you know, I know you guys been like you guys been married like three years. Just just enjoy it while you can, you know." Uh, you and you were kind of joking around, like, don't even, you know, don't even worry about having a kid, you know, just enjoy life, right? And it was a joke. But then I remember, not even two months later, and in April, we found out we were pregnant. <laughs> so we come to the church, we found out we're pregnant, and I remember soon after, one of the things that you told us was, remember that Noah, or I don't think you said no because we didn't know if it's a boy, but you remember that that baby. Is joining your family. Oh yes, yeah. That sounds like something I would have said. Yes. And, and and I want you to elaborate on that because I don't think people see it that way, and there, there's a lot of confusion of what it is. Well, well, just you know, people who may hear this might disagree with me. Mm-hmm. And that's that's okay. Yeah. Uh, what I mean this, I've watched this. I, I've been a Christian long enough to watch this happen. It, it too many times. Mm-hmm. For instance. You got a Christian couple. You go to church. Maybe twice a week. Mm-hmm. Babies come in. And it hurts their church going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything, oh, you can't do this. You can't yeah. do that. The baby's got to take a nap. The baby's got to do this. Or we don't go out to the restaurant. I- I've known people that, that had baby, and you know, once in a while, you know, they go out to eat once a week or once every two weeks. Babies come in, they haven't gone out to eat in two years. Mm-hmm. Haven't gone to a movie. And I just want to know why. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Other than, are you sure you're doing what's most helpful for the child and your own Christian soul as a Christian and your marriage as a married couple? Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of it is going to go back. I know why they don't go out in a lot of places because they do, they do. They, they have decided I'm not going to parent or discipline my child the mm. way the Bible says. Mm. And therefore, they have no control. And when you have zero control over your child, okay, partic- I'm talking about not, not those who, who are born with, 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 with what we, we, we know that there's, okay, they, they, they're born with a, with a problem that's abnormal and there's a percentage of right, right, right. and they're really hard. That's just, Different, uh, I yeah. just can't imagine. Mm-hmm. But in general, uh, they don't know how to control the child. Mm-hmm. So why would they ever go to a restaurant? Right. Because the child's in control. The child's in control in the house. The child's in control in church. The child's in control in the restaurant. They refuse to discipline them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know where we're going to go from here, but that that's what I mean. The child 
what, what do you mean? We are a family of two. And then Lindsay comes along. Now our family of three, but we have a family. We have a way of doing it. And you're not running this thing. We have a responsibility to raise you up in the ways of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, you're not going to prevent us because you're throwing a tantrum from coming to church or, or anything else. We, that's what we are. We right. owe that to you as our children, by the way, to actually be authentic uh, Christians here. And so now we're a family of three, and a th- you know, another kid comes along. Here we go. No, this is the way we do things. Right. You know, once in a while, we still go to a restaurant. My wife doesn't want to cook seven days a week. Yeah. So this might happen, and this mm-hmm. is how we'll do this. And, of course, we'd, you know, we'll buy one meal with my family, and we split it <laughs> But no, we're going to go to a restaurant, right. and you're not going to throw a tantrum. Mm-hmm. And and I'm a dad, particularly not a mom. I'm a dad. I I, I am the rule giver, yeah, and the rule enforcer. Ultimately, it's mm-hmm. not that the mom isn't anyway, but especially when they yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to do. We're going to train you, right, how to behave. That's yeah. part of parenting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have no idea how we got there. Now I feel it's like a, I went no. everywhere, but. No. Provoke me more. But that's the thing. That's that we see time and time again. And it could be like that, or it could be that, oh, you know, they sign up for baseball now. So now our life, we just. Oh, that's a, we, whole, not, that's a whole nother. Yeah. That's, well, what that's I'm just, just saying is it, it took your life. Like, uh, we got to do whatever his interest is or her interest because we're following their path. So they stop their life and what is important is essential going to church, going, doing body life, doing the things that are good for marriages. Because, oh, no, we just have to serve this little king of ours, apparently, and we have to just whatever he needs, and it's just crazy. I would just I, All what I would say is if there are actually people out there like that, if there are those people, stop the child abuse. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. And you can see how serious my face is. Stop it. Yeah. I mean, if there are people who really, that's how they do their children, stop it. Quit abusing your child. You are raising a 32-year-old woman or 31-year-old man. That's what you're doing. Mm. Think that way. Right. And, and so, I mean, in, if you're a Christian, okay, look, if, if you don't understand the Bible correctly about not forsaking the assembly together and how important, that, look, it's very, very basic the way God creates this thing. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, he creates the nuclear family unit. Secondarily, he creates this other family that Jesus paid his blood for. Right. And it's the local church. Mm-hmm. You belong to a local church. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then third, you can go, go up. Why you would want to say with your lips, Christ, the gospel is everything. Until little Joey comes along and baseball or dancing or soccer says, Joey needs to play on Sunday morning during church service so we can't be there. Mm. Why don't you just abandon Christ now? Why, why abuse your child this way? So I'm not talking about obscure crazy. I'm talking about regular patterns. I'm not talking yeah. about, okay, he's going, it's it's special, it's the all-star thing. It can happen once or twice, and you told right. them and you planned and, yeah. you know, like that. And then I'll say, well, you, 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 mom and I are going to church. You guys can go watch my kid play. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what. Is my, see, w- w- here's the thing. This is not an, anti, an anti-sports guy. This, nope. is why, this is why this is important. And it, it's it's... It, I think it even means more when you realize 
I love sports. I think sports, not for it can be sports. It can be dancing. You know, it can be the sports kind like karate. It can be right. those kinds of music, extracurricular mm-hmm. activities. The, these are great and really important in the upbringing of, of, of children. Team sports, in my opinion, in particular, love them. Therefore, I even have more credence for my kid. They know how much I love sports. They know how much I know sports. I enjoy it. But the, through one of the, you know, like we got a few of them raised, and you, you know, yeah. and and some still going. But the, but one thing they know, and Dad is an athlete. Has been an athlete. Loves athletes. Loves sports. Loves the games. It's not a question to them <laughs> how puny that big thing is. Yeah. Compared to church life, right? It's it's it's, it's not. So that right there, I don't know if I did. I say at this point, it's, it's that's much more caught, right, than taught, right, right. Yeah, you can say church is important all you want, but as soon as something comes up, it's like, well, we're gonna miss church, like, and it's just a pattern, like you said, not a special, but it's just a pattern of, well, we're just tired. We had a long night last night. Yeah. What we'll, we'll oh, catch? Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. And 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 you you tra- you're training them. Yes. That's what you're doing. And they'll grow up and they're Christ- they say they're Christian and then they're going to do the same thing unless God intervenes with them. But that's what you're doing ultimately. You're hurt. You're, like you said, you're abusing. You're, 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 you're not helping them at all in their relationship with God, in their relationship with their spouse, in their relationship with their children in the future. Yes. Yep. At all. Yep. You're, you're being, man, you're just really being in the way of, of what God, God has sent a way to do things. Right, and instead of going to scripture and believing it, and not believing it in in, in the in the head, is living it out in such a way that you say, "I believe it, therefore that's why I live it." Yes. Right. Yes. So it's it. That's what it. That's the that's the kind of thing that just it boggles my mind. It's crazy how mm-hmm. it's just so normal, and it's it, and it, and what I notice is like we're just following the patterns of the world because that's what, what the world does, right? Like. Oh, this is what we think the best is for the children is for them to be the king of the house, for them to be the queen of the house, and for us to do everything for them. You know, my husband, my wife, ah, you know, we'll deal with it later. And what's crazy is, and this happens a lot, you see couples divorcing after the children leave the home because they have no relationship. They've neglected each other for 18 plus years, right? Just we're doing this for little Joey, like you said. And we're going to do everything that little Joey needs to do. We're going to put pay for his baseball. We're going to take him and we're going to travel with him. It's all about him. Right? And when he leaves, where are you at? You're there with your husband. You're there with your wife. And what's happening? You have no relationship. Yeah. And little Joey's 36 years old in the therapist office talking about how he just lived in constant anxiety his whole life because of the tension between his parents. See? And that that's... And that's an ongoing thing. That, that, that's not a, a weird story. That's something that's, mm. you hear it, right? It's, yeah. it's out there. And as a church, we have the Bible. And as Christians, we have to believe and trust and live out the Bible. And it's sad that we're, we're just the same. We just call ourselves Christian, but it, there's no difference. You know, I wonder what, you see, look, yeah, yeah. I, look, what I said is, Easy to me because I have a I have a worldview I have a formed worldview and and convictions and yeah. other other people may not have those same convictions so I can't make them have it I would right. encourage them to that's what I'm that's what I'm doing is you right. ask me the question 
But look, uh, I dreamed of being a major league baseball player when I was a kid. It didn't happen. It didn't happen for the vast majority of people. Uh, you take the top 1% of baseball players growing up. Right. means if they're in the top 1%, then they're playing in high school. It's like you play in college. Okay, dream of it. Right. And, 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 the, and you know, 99.99% of them are ever going to play Major League Baseball. Right. And they're really good ball players. Mm-hmm. And on and on. And we can do that with everything. I don't care if it's music and being a professional musician. Or on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Or just being a great school teacher. Mm-hmm. I, I, whatever my kids want, that's great. But it, it, it for me, in raising them, the, it's nothing compared to God. I want to I obey you. My wife, same way. We want to obey you. Bring our kids up in the way of the Lord. Get them in a church that preaches the gospel, that keeps the gospel clear. Uh, live this way seven days a week, not one day a week. Mm-hmm. What I care about is it. Have I have I obeyed you here? Mm. And Lord, that this kid and that kid would know you, right. would love you. Mm. Please, Lord, now do that miracle. Yeah. Okay, the means, the best we can do with the means of grace by keeping the gospel, preaching the gospel, keeping it clear, keeping them growing up in, in, in the Christian community, the Christian family. Keep the gospel clear. Let mom and dad be clear as that they're sinners in front of their kids yeah. and that they are to repent and keep the gospel clear and what Jesus did and constantly and live that out and say, you know what? We love this music activity, we love this sport, we mm-hmm. love this, but they're going to say through this whole season that you might no, that's not happened. You just right. have to tell them how. And you look, and we're going to have to, you get to figure out who we are as Christians now because mm-hmm. we're, we're we're living more and more in a pagan, secular, anti-Christian, yeah. proactively anti-Christian culture more and more. Yeah. Ne- never had the Sunday problem when I was growing up, by the way. Mm. That's not what America was. Right. Everyone respected Sunday morning till 1 p.m. or so. People went to church. Right. Yeah. Not everyone, but many, many, many people. And they expected. There was no such thing as a conflict with kids' sports. Just mm. what didn't happen. Now? So what are you going to do? you got to decide where you're going to stand up. Yeah. And what's important. You know, I mean, I gotta, <laughs> you got you have to. Yeah. I mean, we, we went through this this last year with government shutdowns. Yeah. People, you found out people were in different places concerning what they what their ecclesiology was. Mm-hmm. In other words, their doctrine of the church in, yeah. in, in the community of the church. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot's been revealed in this last year. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So, again, this is going to be an ongoing conversation because this is. But oh, we're done again. But yeah. <laughs> but before I let you go, I want to read another quote from another book that you know. It's called the Life Redeemed. Oh, oh wait, gosh. It's, it's oh, yours again. What, what was this? And I'll let you respond <coughs> if you want, but I think this is just a really encouraging quote that is like, I think as, as, as husbands, as fathers, this should be our goal as well. And this is from your book. It says, As their dad, there are two things I hope I have modeled faithfully for their sake. A passion for loving Jesus Christ and his word and a devotion to loving their mother. Wow. Yes. yes. It's a great... Well, we've already talked about it. So, that's, yeah. that's... Right? Like, yeah, that sums it up. I haven't done it perfectly, but right. that's no. just, that's what we've already... We've been talking yeah. about that. So thanks so for reminding me of that quote. Yeah, so it's a great quote because, like, you know, that's, that's what, as husbands and fathers, that yeah. should be our yeah. goal. Yeah. yeah. Right? And I just thought it was just perfectly summed up and again thank you babe you know for you know she was like 
You yes. gotta get some clothes. Those, those were the, yeah. that was those are great questions, yeah. Karina. There, there you go. She she got her credit. Co-produced by Karina. Now you ruined it by saying that to her. Come on. <laughs> no, but no. I, uh, I just thought it was a great, um, you know, because summation of what we've been talking about. Because it is important. It, um, if we're Christians, right? Christ yes. and his word is the most important thing to our lives. Yes. And as a father, we ought to love their mother well so that they can see what a godly husband is, what a godly father is. Yes. And model that. For their future lives. Yes. Yep. So thank you again for listening. It's been uh, an amazing time, and um, I praise God for this because I know it's gonna help. It's helped me. It, it, it's always good to be reminded about what we are called to be, what what God has called us to do. Yeah, I gotta right? go try to live up to this. Now yeah, again. no, we we all do. Every right? day I gotta wake up and live up to this. Yeah. So. Well, you know, and your wife now she's gonna have this on a podcast. She could quote you. Listen, do you remember when you said this? There you go, baby. And I'm like, me too, man. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> remember that talk you had with Pastor Joe? And he said this. Hold on. Let me rewind oh, it. Oh, I've, ha- I've had my wife, in, in not in a bad way. And yeah, actually, no. No, 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 no. She could do stuff in a bad way. She's a sinner too. But <laughs> I, I've had her say, why don't you actually do what you just preached? Oh, yeah. My, well, my wife. <laughs> well, my <laughs> wife. Oh, yeah. My oh, wife my has wife. my wife has said stuff like, you know, oh, I heard you tell, you know, like if I'm giving advice to somebody and they're like, what? How, how about you take your own advice? I'm like, dang, that's true, you know? So, yeah, we're again, the the, the pursuit of godliness, the pursuit, yes, the pursuit of, 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 of cherishing Christ above all, cherishing his word and loving our wives and yes. loving their, them in such a way that they're, we're modeling a good father, dealing with their their, their their mother so that they can be edified and blessed by that as well. So thank you very much, Pastor. You're welcome. I enjoyed it. So again, thanks a lot. Everybody listening, God bless you. Catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to The Way of Godly Men. We really appreciate it, and we hope that you were blessed by the conversation. If you have any questions or you have any comments, you could just email us at thewayofgodlymen.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, and God bless.